Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. I got a red face for some reason. The lights in here are so weird. They always screw me up. Uh, sorry, I'm a little bit late. It's a long story to do with an oven being delivered. You don't need to know. It's not interesting. Uh, but yeah, shout out to my sponsor, pinsandknuckles.com. You can get more merch at pinsandknucklesmerch.com, excluding, excluding, including a Simon Miller uh, t-shirt. So check that out. Uh, and look, let's just get let's get right on with it. Shout out to non WWE guy in the super chat who says, "When will the newness of AEW wear off to save Ring of Honor?" And just to use that as a as a jumping on point, that's right. If you are watching live on YouTube and you want to get involved in the show, you want to ask a question, you got a statement, you want to control where we go, you can do that using the super chat. I promise to answer any question or any statement you put in there. Massive shout out to all my new patrons that joined me over the last few days. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Link in the description if you're live on YouTube. You're all awesome and you all send me nice messages and I love the community I've built around my place. And while I say this all the time, uh, I genuinely couldn't do any of this. I wouldn't, the podcast would vanish if it wasn't for patrons. So shout out to them. Instagram, Twitter at Simon316. And if you are on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. I am now, I'm going to talk about this until we get there. I am now basically 9,000 subs away from 100,000. This channel should never have got 100,000 subs. It's just me being weird. So that would mean the world to me. So if you haven't do it. And again, yeah, don't forget that we have an audio version. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's on everything. Everything you can imagine, you can find. You just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. So, I mean, we'll start with non-WWE guys' questions. He's got in there nice and early. I, I would, I mean, personally, I think the newness of AEW wore off after Full Gear. I think when we've gone through a TV cycle and a pay-per-view and then we're, we're back to the TV cycle, it's just another product. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, it's just now, I on Wednesdays, I expect, well, Thursday mornings for me, I expect to watch All Elite Wrestling. That's that, you know, it's, it's the format, even though it does feel different from WWE, it's still a formatted Americanized wrestling show. So it's not like I watch it mesmerized, like, oh my gosh, this is completely different. But uh, no, I, 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 I know what you mean, though. I mean, the novelty will probably, probably sort of early next year. But to me, the newness is, is balancing out. And to save Ring of Honor, well, if I could, I would. Ring of Honor is a good show. Just nobody's watching it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I I can't I can't save uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, we are going to talk about Raw from last night. What an amazing show! <laughs> what an amazing show all around. It was if you if you try to take a step back and and you go through and look. If you don't know much about me and you're brand new, I always look at the positive. I love WWE. I love Raw. I love SmackDown. I love AEW. I love NXT. I love MLW. I, love, I just love wrestling. Right? I don't care. I'm not biased. If I enjoy something, I enjoy something. If I don't enjoy something, I don't enjoy something. But when I stopped watching Raw, I did. I say this on ups and downs. It's going to go down in 40 minutes over on What Culture Wrestling. Make sure you join me when we jump across. I went through my notes and I thought I'd missed something. Because I was like, there's so many unanswered questions. Where did Kevin Owens go? Why are Rey Mysterio, Umberto Creo, and Ricochet now friends with Randy Orton? Why did Drew McIntyre leave? Why did Charlotte want to fight both the Kabuki Warriors? Where was Becky Lynch? <laughs> it's just like all these questions. I have no idea. No idea what was going on. Uh, it had my genuine, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, not for the right reasons. It had my favorite segment of any wrestling show in 2019. 
uh, the promo between Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, and Umberto Carrillo, I was laughing. And it's not their fault. They get handed a script, but I was laughing. I, I, I mean, look, I, spoilers, nobody talks like that, right? But when Ricochet said that he spent all of his life trying to convince people that superheroes were real, I was like, Ricochet, you're crazy. You're a crazy person. If you had been walking around like with a placard in the street on the soapbox going, oh, excuse me, can I try and convince you that superheroes are real? It'd be like, you gotta, you gotta go, man. You gotta go. You're a weird guy. And then Alberto Carrillo was all upset about the OC going, oh, they ruin everything. And then Rey Mysterio called them the future and the legend, like it's some kind of Disney movie that's coming out over Christmas. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. And I, I don't, I don't know why WWE can't get rid of scripts. I've heard Ricochet do promos. He's never going to be The Rock. Who is? But he, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to put kid gloves on him. I don't know much about Umberto Carrillo in terms of his talking. That's fair. But he hasn't even been given a chance. So what are we going to do? And I know Rey Mysterio could cut good promos. He did it last week. All his stuff with Brock Lesnar was good. I mean, better than it used to be. But it doesn't matter. People evolve. People get better. Also, Rey Mysterio never needed to cut a good promo. Some people. Rey Mysterio changed the business. I hate that term, but it's true. Go back to mid-90s, 97, that kind of... Just look what he was doing. He, he basically... And there are others as well, of course. But his influence basically created what modern-day wrestling is. So he can do whatever the hell he wants. But hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, shout out to Trey Isaac, who just put some money in the super chat. Thank you so much, Trey. I appreciate it. And again, if you want to join in, please do. Much like Jeff UW has. Shout out to my man, Jeff. Hey, Simon. First super chat in a while. Been asleep before you go live. Nice. My debut match is in four days. Any advice on the nerves? I'm petrified. Thanks, bro. Dude. I, the mo one of the most nervous I've ever been is before my debut. Actually, you can watch that. There's a, there's a documentary out there. But I promise you, as soon as your music hits and you go out there and you get whatever reaction you're going to get, you, you'll know whether you want to do it for a long time. Because you, it would I because obviously my goal originally was just to do one match. And then I enjoyed the experience so much. It's like, no, I'm going to keep doing this. And you'll, I imagine you'll have the same feeling. And you will be. I'm still, I still were massively nervous. I had a match on Saturday and I was talking to Cody Hall of all people. What a world I live in uh, for UBW, UPW. And... I said to him, I got nerves because we all have nerves. So if Cody Hall, the son of Scott Hall's got nerves, it's all right for you to have nerves. My biggest piece of advice is just enjoy it, dude. Just enjoy it. You know, make sure that you get whatever it is that you want out of it. I understand it's good to respect wrestling, but it's much like an interview. You know, there's this idea that when you go for a job interview, it's about impressing them. Well, they have to impress you too. Uh, they, you know, you need to go away thinking, oh, if I do get that job and I am lucky enough or I, I did I answered the right questions, that I I want to work at that place. And it's the same with wrestling. You've got to get something something out of it too. So definitely let me know how it goes. All the luck in the world. Love that you're doing it. And one day we'll have to fight, right? That's how it goes. And Chicken Salad just throws in, I know, stuff just happens. Trying to explain my bafflement when it came to Raw. I mean, where did, where did Kevin Owens go? I know that he tweeted out, I escaped. But some people will not follow Kevin Owens on Twitter. Like, there will be some people that watch Monday Night Raw and have no idea that Kevin Owens escaped and will have been asking since, what, 10 p.m. last night, where did Kevin Owens get dragged to? Did he get dragged to AEW? Did he get dragged to TLC? That's happening in two weeks and no matches are announced. I have absolutely no idea. I do like the Seth Rollins stuff. There's no point pretending otherwise. It's a slow burn. It's a slow build. I hope. I hope I'm not getting the wool pulled over my eyes. We shouldn't just pull the trigger because we've got to turn Seth heel. We should be smart with it. And I like that. I'm a big fan of it. And I think if it is able to turn Kevin Owens into the biggest baby face on Raw and create a mini stable between Seth Rollins and the authors of Pain, I think that's good. 
I think it's good for Rollins, and I think it's good for the AOP. So I've got no issues with that. And they did take their time here. Like, you know, AOP came out. They didn't let anybody know where their allegiances lie. Seth Rollins leaves the ring. They kind of just stare at each other. Then they come back during Kevin Owens' match, and they beat him up and drag him off into the abyss. Later on, Seth Rollins is leaving the arena, and we're still not getting any answers from him. And I do like the fact he does have this Bret Hart 97 feel about him. It's not as good as that character yet, but it's early days. But he's got this idea where he believes everything that he is saying and doing is completely correct. And if you disagree with him, you're absolutely wrong. And I like that because if a heel has proper, excuse me, but heel has proper motivations, it makes you want to, well, it makes you want to see somebody else kick their ass twice as much. So if we can get through TLC and maybe even to the Royal Rumble before Seth Rollins actually embraces a proper heel turn, that's two thumbs up as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, I'm um, I'm excited to see what they do. What they do. I thought that was the highlight of the show. I really, really did. I think you know not, um, you know not getting too. We don't need to get carried away because. Seth Rollins obviously has been getting a bad reaction. I'm just going to put this in the title, which I forgot to do. Uh, yeah, Seth Rollins has been getting a bad reaction, obviously. But I don't want him to flip on a dime. Like, sometimes you get heel turns, and they'll come out, and now they're dark, and they're moody, and they hate everything. You're like, well, what happened? I don't really understand. You can't just flip on a 24-hour switch. Like, I want, I want there to be character depth, and I want there to be situational change. And I think we may be doing that with Seth Rollins to the point he'll just snap and he'll he'll go nuts. So I hope that's what they do. We'll have to wait and see. But I did think that was the highlight of Raw. Shout out to Undead FB Goo in the super chat. Hand on the heart for you, Undead. Always supporting. Always good to see you here. Who said, I really like Drew's little rant at Randy. Yeah, I thought the Randy Orton Drew McIntyre stuff was okay. I kind of thought Drew McIntyre's reasons were a little bit whiny. I don't like you on Twitter and you poked me in the eye. That's what I said to my brother, I think. I didn't have Twitter then. But no, I like the interaction. I like the idea of that feud. I think it would be really good. It would feel like like a main event. It was just, yeah, the, the, that whole segment got lost to me because the people that came out to save Randy Orton when he got jumped by the OC were Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, and Umberto Carrillo, who he was fighting with last week and who also didn't come out to save Kevin Owens. So they saw Kevin Owens getting kidnapped. I know this is proper wrestling geek nerdy stuff, but we all do it. They saw Kevin Owens getting beaten up and they were like, nah. We don't really have anything to do with him. They see Randy Orton, a guy they were warring with, but we'll go help him. It just, it kind of, the problem is it puts Raw into segments. It puts it into chunk. It's like now it's the Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Umberto Carrillo, and Ricochet segment. Before that, it's Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, and never shall these paths cross. Something that AEW does good sometimes is you do get, you know, cross the streams. I know that um, Peter Venkman said we should never do it. Was it Ray Stans? I think it was Ray Stans. Or was Egon Spengler? One of them. Ghostbusters. Don't cross the streams. Always cross the streams in pro wrestling. Makes it more interesting. And in a world where it's hard to create baby faces and heels, that's a great way to do it. Like if Rey Mysterio comes out to save Kevin Owens, doesn't mean they've got an alignment going on, but it makes me go, oh, okay, Rey Mysterio's a good guy. I get it. But no, I did. I did. I just like the interaction between Drew and Randy because they're two big dudes, and big dudes in wrestling are actually a dime a dozen these days. So it's kind of what's old is new again, and I'm okay with that. I want diversity. I want. I want variety. Uh, shout out to Ibanai as well. It just says hand on heart, hand on heart to you, Ibanai. Always good seeing you in the chat. Always glad. Uh, always glad to have you aboard. So yeah, there were definitely things to take away from it. I'm done with the Lana Bobby Lashley stuff. Uh, I know the fans in the arena loved it. I got nothing out of seeing them get arrested just because they, you know, bumped into a policeman, even though the fugitive Rusev had broken the law again <laughs> and they didn't care about him. I, I don't know. I just, I just, I guess this can make sound like an idiot, but it's true. I don't believe they're actually having a real relationship. Of course not. I know that wrestling is, you know, I know it's work, but still, uh, there's a disconnect there for me. 
And after all the nonsense at Starcade, I don't know. It just, it's just, I just don't care. I don't get excited to see the the next step in that story. Whereas going back to the Seth Rollins stuff, I am actually intrigued to tune in next week to see what they do with Rollins. Um, so I'm not massively into that. I presume they're going to do a TLC match or maybe even the last man standing match at, um, at, at the pay-per-view, which is a bit weird because that's their first match. And you feel like they should build to that. Although actually, I think you could probably justify it. I mean, he, no, he has been cheated on, Rusev, so he would be mad. You would be well up for kicking somebody's ass. I guess if they had a wrestling match, that'd be pretty crap. You don't want to see them lock up and do a headlock takeover. You want to see Rusev smashing with a kendo stick and a chair. And I, I think it could be good for Rusev, depending on what the end result is. Again, I'm just saying from my point of view, from an entertainment narrative point of view, I just don't get very excited about it. Um, so, yeah, that was that, that was okay. If somebody could explain the Charlotte uh, Kabuki Warriors stuff to me, I'd really appreciate it. I don't really know what the story was. Well, the story is, once upon a time, Charlotte teamed with Natalia. Natalia then vanished and had a one-on-one match with Oscar and lost. Charlotte Flair then teamed with Becky Lynch and they lost. And then Becky Lynch vanished from TV. So Charlotte thought she'd fight both of them and she lost. I don't, I don't, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't piece that together. Do some super chats. Brandon Carvalho, the super chat says, maybe Seth brings back the blonde hair. I really like the Eric Young match. Seth Rollins seems to be somewhat ashamed of his blonde hair. So I don't think you're going to see that anytime soon. But it would be cool. Throw back some nostalgia. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I like the Eric Young match. Eric Young versus look, Eric Young versus Andrade and Alistair Black versus Drew Gulak. No, Tony Nese were fantastic. We, we you know, two, everybody involved was a good worker. We're carrying on with this Alistair Black and Andrade push. Buddy Murphy's getting in there as well. It all happened very close together in blocks. So it kind of felt like the middle of the show was here are our new stars. I like them all. You know, I don't think they're at where I want them to be, but we're certainly building to it. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it whatsoever. I thought genuinely thought the middle part of Raw, which usually sometimes lags, was yeah, one of the one of the best bits. And I want to see Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. I want to see well, sort of the feud that Andrade is going to get into because they must be building him for someone. They're all premier workers. They all give a you know they all give a shib. Yeah, excellent stuff. Totally agree with you. Uh, Daniel Oliveira in the Super Chat says, I love Kevin Owens, but hope WWE doesn't drop the ball with him again with this Seth and AOP storyline. Totally, dude. And, you know, we, we, we are getting to that point where it could happen because obviously, you know, he's had a long run. Amazing when he first came in from NXT. But I guess if we're looking at it more recently, you know, he came back in February. That was almost a year ago now. But he comes back, he's a face, and he turns on the New Day, and he doesn't win, and then he's kind of lost in the shuffle. And now we're getting back to where he really should have been when he made his return. And if we don't get what we wanted then, we don't get it again, you will stop caring. It's just something that happens. If the machine doesn't get behind the person you want, it's just a natural uh, a natural reaction. So yes, me too. I hope this is the time that Kevin... I want Kevin Owens to be the top baby face on Raw. I want Kevin Owens to be the WWE champion. I want Kevin Owens to beat Seth Rollins and then somehow get a match with Brock Lesnar and win. I don't think it's going to happen. I think I'm living in la-la land, but I'm certainly up for it, and I'd like to see it. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Temujin in the Super Chat says, you keep hitting home runs with kayfabe news. Thank you, man. Uh, That is certainly uh, a team effort, though. Uh, Shout out to Colin and Phil, who are integral to that process. I'm just the lucky idiot that gets to host it. But uh, yeah, without, without those two guys... 
you were, yeah, it's, um, it, it, it doesn't work, but it's a lot of fun. And yeah, as we are here, if you haven't checked out Kayfabe News, give it a, you know, just type it into Google, uh, YouTube, I should say. I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope, fingers crossed. Uh, Brandon Carvalho in the Super Chat also says, um, Andrade versus Ray for the title. Revisit that. Well, we never finished that feud. You could absolutely spark it off again with the US title involved. Yeah, why not? They have really, really good matches. I certainly wouldn't be against that at all. I mean, if they, as long as they get the story aspect right, it doesn't just happen because stuff just happens. Who wouldn't want to see that again, right? They smashed it last time. They had some of the best matches of last year. It must have been on SmackDown, maybe this year. I think it was last year. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be totally up for that. I'm not against that at all. Uh, and Leo Solid 5 in the Super Chat says, Is it weird that I'm still upset about the false advertised match at StarCast? I mean, WWE tricked us again, and no one cares, by the way. Love the content, Simon. Keep it up. Thank you, man. No, you're allowed to be annoyed. You're, you're, realistically, you're allowed to be annoyed about anything you want. It's your life, and if something irks you, then, you know, more power to you. It's how you react, really. Some people go crazy on the internet. But it was a bit crap. Because, I mean, my main... Yeah, no, it's true. Like, even if you bought the network, not for that, but you've got it. If you take, you know, we only have a certain amount of time for entertainment. And if you take some of your entertainment dollars or if you take your real money and you spend it to go watch StarCast and you're excited about seeing Rusev and Bobby Lashley kick each other's ass in a last man standing match, which has to be violent to a certain degree, I think you are allowed to be a bit peeved that you don't get it. Yeah, no, I think so. I know it ties into the story to a certain extent, but I don't think you should be doing that on... Well, to be honest, I know it's like a pay-per-view house show, but I don't think you should be doing it on pay-per-views or house shows. They're the two shows you shouldn't do it on. You can kind of get away with it on Raw because Raw is episodic, and therefore you can kind of understand that things are going to shift around, but you don't really get that with house shows and pay-per-views. No, so you should be pissed off. The other, I mean, the only other problem is that Star, you should never invest any time into Starcade from an expectation point of view. It's a bit like the Saudi Arabia shows. We know what we're going to get. So you kind of got a tiptoe. You kind of got a tiptoe around it. But no, middle of all good. Good push for Andrade. Really pumped for Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. I really hope that we get uh, a proper winner. Just pick which one you want to push first and let the other person win. That's fine. Do a best of seven with them for all I care. You know, make no, no, no non-finishes. I think you can get more out of just treating this like a sport. I'm trying to think, what the hell? Where's my phone? I don't know. I've let, where is my phone? That's a great point. Oh, man, I've left that somewhere. I'm trying to think what I've forgotten about on Raw. Because it was such a higgledy-piggledy show, trying to keep up with it <laughs> was really, was really, 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 really quite something. And we had the 24-7 title stuff. Look, I can't even remember the name of that NASCAR driver because I had to Google him. Carl Walsh, maybe, top of my head. I think the 24-7 title stuff has kind of fallen off the rails. I don't mean that in a bad way, but just... WWE doesn't seem to care. They only seem to bring it out when they have some kind of celebrity. And they did get mainstream headlines when I typed the guy's name. <coughs> Excuse me. It was on ESPN and things like that. So I understand why they did it, but it was just... I mean, our truth is now, what, the 24? Like, he's won it 24 times, and it's always with, you know, devastating moves out of nowhere, the roll-up. It doesn't really do... It, it doesn't really do much for me, so... And we move past that. And look, the main event that was the OC versus Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, and Umberto Creo was fine. It was good. It was just a bit flat, a bit of a flat end. I don't really understand what the plan with Umberto Creo is. I don't know why Ricochet took the fall, although I always love that Styles clash on the second rope. And look, I don't mind Randy Orton popping up from behind AJ Styles at the end to give him the RK out of nowhere. People like that. And I'm all up for a, a, an AJ 
Styles as a heel and Randy Orton as a face feud. Obviously, we had it the earlier, earlier the way, the other way around earlier in the year or last year, whenever the hell it was. So yeah, I got no problem with with that at all. But you know, did it leave me wanting to? In terms of like a a, a show ender, did it leave me wanting to get more next week? No, I don't necessarily think that it did. And I also don't know what the plan for TLC is. Like the rumored matches, of course, are Bobby Lashley versus Rusev in something. For whatever reason, we're going to do the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a TLC match for the tag titles. I don't know why Becky Lynch, the longest running Raw champion, is in the tag team matches, especially because we haven't seen her defend her belt in a singles match for three months. So, you know, that doesn't help her character. It's not her fault. But I think one of the things that Ronda Rousey did great was she defended her title all the time, kind of made it feel a bit MMA, UFC fighter-ish, and I thought that was really good. We're not doing that with Becky. I don't know why Becky wasn't on the show. I don't mind your top star not being on a show. I really, really don't. I think it, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. But two weeks in a row without any kind of a, you know, explanation, I think that's a bit much. I think that's a bit of a struggle, and I think that's something you want to you stay away from. So I'll be intrigued to see what we do with that. I'm going to presume, obviously, Charlotte was really pissed off last night. Somebody said, do you regret fighting both Kabuki Warriors? She went, no. So I presume she's going to go to Becky Lynch and say, Becky, I need your help. And for no reason whatsoever, I guess, unless she wants to be Becky Two Belts again, Becky Lynch will, will help. I hope they don't win. As ill-advised as the Kabuki Warriors or the Oscar and Kyrie Sane heel turn was, I think they've embraced it, and I think they're awesome. I think Kyrie Sane is incredibly entertaining. I think Oscar, Oscar's heel facials, for lack of a better term, are brilliant. And I really, really like them. I mean, it makes me like them more, which is not the idea, but brilliant. Really, really, really good. If only they had a proper tag team to feud against, wouldn't, wouldn't that be really, really nice? Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, why would Rusev stay in the WWE? Well, he may like it there. You know, I, you never know when you see an interview what you can take away from it because you're obviously going to peddle the company line. Why wouldn't you? Maybe he likes this storyline. Maybe he is having input. Maybe he enjoys working with his wife. Maybe he's good friends with Bobby Lashley. We don't know. I never judge anybody about where they want to go. He may be having the time of his life. He's, he's featured in a prominent segment, gets to be on TV every week, gets massive YouTube numbers, doesn't mean anything from financials, but as fans, we don't have to worry about financials. And if he comes out on top and it leads to a title run or something, he may be super happy. So I, d I don't know. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, Rusev, I can't remember his real name, is a human being and he can do whatever he wants. I think we forget that sometimes. We get caught up in the character. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, why would he trust what they are doing with him? Rusev would destroy in AEW, NJPW and Indies. Only reason to stay would be financial, nothing creative. Well, I know what you mean, but we don't know that. Like, just because we don't like something doesn't mean that, again, the character, the persona, the human being, the individual may be having the time of their life. We don't know. Like, for ages, I used to think that Cody Rhodes loved the Stardust gimmick. As it turned out, no, he did not. But that's the impression I got. So we never know. Um, and he would do good everywhere because he's a real talented guy. But again, the counter-argument to this is they are featuring him a lot on TV. I bet Mike Kanellis would like that TV time. Eric Young would like that TV time. Uh, who else don't we see? EC3, he'd love that TV team. Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil. There's loads of guys that would love it. So, you know, it all depends how you approach it. Uh, and then FB Guru in the Super Chat says, hand on the heart for you. Feel we need more Alistair Black. I love his entrance. My weirdo senses love him. Raw feels like it's slipping sand. I think I only watched one and a half hours. I don't, excuse me, I don't think you'll be alone. Um, look, three, we always talk about this. Three hours is really hard to watch of anything. And last night when it is so confusing, which it was, which it was, there's nothing wrong with it, but it was. 
you you do start tuning out and you think maybe I maybe I can do something else. Also, as my I did like Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors. I didn't like the fact that two women who are meant to be the you know the, the best tag team in the world could struggling to beat one. But and I did like it with that side, but it didn't need to be as long as it was. Like I feel like we've there's this obsession with long matches now when we don't need long matches. And I guess the, the, again the, the 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 comeback to that is, but the Andrade match was basically a squash. The Alistair Black match was a squash. The Viking Raiders match was literally a squash. You need to have a long match, and I would agree with that. But don't have long matches for the sake of long matches, and don't have short matches for the sake of short matches. I just feel like that one outstayed its welcome a little bit. As for Alistair Black, yes, I agree. We do need more of him. Uh, Alistair Black to me should be the guy I don't know how you get there because on different brands but you know if you want to get to Wrestlemania and take the belt off the Fiend and you want to make a new guy Alistair Black would be my pick we talked about this over the weekend or yesterday I should say so yeah let's do that let's absolutely do that why not oh it may not work we don't know until we try and I'm done with the status quo I want different champions I want different guys being pushed it's why I'm excited about Andrade uh, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy I want to be excited about Umberto Creo, but I don't think WWE is getting behind he's kind of just there <laughs> floating in the background uh, the non-pink flamingo in the super chat says hi simon my girlfriend tavish and i are big fans of yours slapped my bald head at dinner the other night and she points at me and yells here's why lol well you have no idea how much how happy that makes me i mean it's ridiculous and it blows my brain that i'm able to influence somebody's dinner but man i will take it every day of the week it's something that i think is really 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 cool so thank you my friend i appreciate that hello to you hello to tavish and of course you can all have an up Next time you're eating your chicken and your vegetables or your vegetarian meal, whatever it is you eat, you can all have ups. And don't forget about that. And thank you very much for the super chat too. I appreciate it. All over the shop in the super chat says, <laughs> thank you for ups and clowns. That was the highlight of my week. It's my birthday tomorrow. My real name is TJ and I'll be 28. Also, keep up the good work. You're the light in a dark. Wow, you're the light in a dark time for me. You're a legend. Well, Firstly, TJ, 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 happy birthday for tomorrow. Secondly, I'm glad you liked Ups and Clowns. So here, I'll address a few things about that. One, the people that said you should address like Doink or the Joker. No, because that's a cop-out, right? If you dress like Doink or the Joker, you're not dressing up as a clown. You're dressing up like somebody that we know. And I lost the bet, man. The bet was meant to humiliate me in some sense. So I went and found the daftest, you know, stupidest clown costume that I could. And my... Uh, you know, my approach to life, no matter what I do, is it, you either go in 100% or you don't go in at all. I think I've done that with my videos, my wrestling, and now this. And I wanted to make sure I lived up to my end of the bargain. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, if you are having a dark time, my friend, all, all good positive thoughts to you. And as I always say, remember that everybody has bad times. Everybody. Literally. You're not alone. Uh, you will come out the other side. And I will try and entertain you as much as I can. In the meantime... Even if I have to dress up like a damn clown. But make sure you have a good birthday. Uh, the non-pink flamingo says, Anyway, thanks for being so entertaining and being so positive. We all enjoy your work on your different platforms. Have a great show, dude. Thank you very much. I will do my best. And it's always good to hear that. As I mentioned, you know, I do put a lot of pressure on myself sometimes to try and do a good job. Not the best term but yeah to do a good job so to know that people are enjoying it it's uh, it's awesome so thank you uh ryan prentice in the super chat says simon you were great at upw and hope you come back thank you ryan well that's a lovely thing to write so yeah i mean i usually do it towards the end of the show but as and when it comes up had a couple of wrestling matches this weekend i had kapow on friday and upw on saturday you can watch the kapow stuff right now on my youtube channel just search for simon miller or if you are a subscriber make sure you go and check that out yeah, I mean, um, I'll talk about UPW because you brought it up. I genuinely think that was one of my best matches to date. I was fighting Dan McGee, who obviously is their champion, non-title match. Really good, 
like just you know he's a competitor <laughs> let's just say that he he knows what he's doing uh, and I I, I I i was really proud of it when all was said and done and ryan i'm going to assume that you were there well obviously thank you for the reaction i got that night that is one of the best reactions i've had for a while and it completely reminded me about why i love wrestling so much and i just had a huge smile on my face i think it was like a two and a half hour drive home and i was honestly smiling the whole way it was awesome. It was great. That promotion in itself. If you haven't checked out UPW, make sure you check them out on social platforms. They are, uh, yeah, I think they've got big plans for 2020 and I think they'll reach them. They're, they're a very well-run outfit. And I just had a great time. I really, really did. And I really enjoyed the match and I loved the crowd. Uh, my jaw hurts today. Genuinely, my jaw hurts today. I got, I got wailed on. But it's, uh, it's all good. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much. Uh, my man, Anthony Taggle, always supporting in the Super Chat in other ways. Uh, do you think Raw would benefit from dropping that third hour? Anthony, Tony, T-Dog, 100%. I mean, for those that don't know, the reason that Raw has that third hour is because they make massive amounts of money off it. Like the ad revenue they get for that third hour is huge. So I can understand why they don't do it. I like to sort of be smart, be savvy from a business point of view, respect it and understand it. But from a fan point of view, oh, I tell you, if Raw went back to 120 minutes and you've got to be more creative with your stories and you've got to be smart with how you fit everybody in. I mean, there may be some cons. You wouldn't be able to probably feature as many wrestlers as we get now. But I think the show would just feel so much slicker. Like if you go back and watch some of the Attitude Era Raws, they're not great shows, but there's so much pizzazz and atmosphere and fire and electricity that you get caught up with them. I think now with the kind of athletics we get in the ring, not necessarily the narratives, but I think if there was less to think about, I think a two-hour Raw now could be awesome. I really, really do, and I'm probably being overly positive, and that's fair. But think about when you watch Raw, and then you watch SmackDown, or you watch an AEW Dynamite. Flies by. 120 minutes of wrestling is nothing when you've watched 180. It's, it's, it's just not. So, yes, I think Raw would benefit massively. Uh, I think it would actually bring some of the audience back. I do. I think people would enjoy it more. Do I think it's ever going to happen? No, because, again, they make so much money for it. And that's that's it's a money making business, and they make all their money from TV. You know, house shows uh, aren't what they used to be. I don't know what merch is doing. I would just can house shows at this point, not can them, but I would reduce them to a couple of times a week. Again, it's not going to happen. But as revenues for those keep going down, there's so much wrestling on television, which is going to make it even harder for you to put on your coat, open the door, get in your car, drive to a building, buy some popcorn, watch it. You know, all these things you have to do to get there. The less is more mentality, which WWE don't really subscribe to, I think would be awesome. I really, really do. Whether or not we get it, doubtful. Uh, Geek Town Nation, the Super Chat says, with AEW losing on the ratings last week, brackets, nothing to worry about. What do you think they could or should do to bring in more viewers? What changes? Well, you don't change anything yet. Uh, those, you know, the delayed viewership was over the Thanksgiving holiday season. That may have had an effect. That may not have an effect. I know they were far lower than people were expecting, but we don't know. You can't react to one bad rating. We need to see where we are on Thursday, where we get this week's rating. You know, because if it pops back up to 900,000 viewers, no one's going to care. It's an anomaly. And, you you know, WWE has shown that you can have anomaly months. So, yeah, let's see where we are on Thursday. You don't change anything yet, though. Like, they're not booking for ratings and they're not booking because that's the way they think they should book. They're booking because this is the product they believe in. And I think it's really important they stick to that for now because that shines through. It's the same with YouTube channels. When people do content that feels like they're going after hits, rarely do they get hits. People mostly want to see honesty and integrity and transparency. So yeah, I think AEW sticks to the course for now. You know, continue to build stars, classic, marathon, not a sprint. But more importantly, we wait and see what the rating is on Thursday. And if it's again 600,000, then we have to start asking questions and figure out where that, you know, 400,000 people went, which is a lot. 
Uh, my man in the super chat from Russia, I can never pronounce the name, but I always appreciate it. I hope neither Raw or SmackDown in December will be forgettable. It's the last month of the year and the decade. And I hope they would give us something to be excited for next year. Raw Rumble, of course. Also, keep up, in caps like it, the good work. Thank you. I wouldn't. I, I think they're going to go the other way, so I wouldn't hold your breath. I think they may coast till Christmas. And then when we get into 2020 and the Royal Rumble and the busy season, you know, January to April, that's when I think things get good again. That is our, that is our Super Bowl months. So I don't think they're going to kick that off now. It doesn't mean it's going to be bad, but certainly looking at last night's show and how they usually handle things in December, yeah, I think... What's the first... Can I get a calendar up here? The first um, show of January will be... The 6th of Jan, which is quite good because you're sort of past the holiday season. I would imagine hold out for the 6th of Jan. So give it about a month. Uh, Matt Morn in the Super Chat says, My man Miller, was thinking the other day, Bray Wyatt wins the Rumble and unifies the top's belts. What's your thoughts for Lesnar at Wyatt at Mania? Keep up the good work, dude. Well, I'd love to see it. Especially if Lesnar was able to, well, sorry, if the Fiend was able to beat Lesnar. Because I think that would cement his status as, a, as this guy we all want him to be. But I don't think WWE will do it. I don't think they want to unify the belts, given the fact that they move the Universal title to SmackDown. We have three versions. The original one, the blue one, then that Fiend one. I don't care about belts. Worst belt I've ever seen in my life. Genuinely awful. Um, six and a half grand you can buy that for. It was $6,500 on WWE Shop. So I don't think they're going to do that. They like it. I'm desperate for one world title. I think it makes more sense from a competitive point of view and explaining WWE to other people point of view. But... I don't think they're going to do it. And I don't think they're going to let Brock Lesnar fight Bray Wyatt. at Because I think the world they see, they're both champions then. You want two championship matches because they see them as marquee. If I had to guess, I'm not 100% sure on the Bray Wyatt one, but I would think maybe Bray Wyatt, not Alistair Black, he's on a different brand. I don't know the Bray Wyatt one. I think it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez or Brock Lesnar versus Tyson Fury. I think they are almost a lock for WrestleMania 36. It's box office, it's mainstream exposure, it's headline making. Brock Lesnar likes to be in those kinds of matches. How that ties into the WWE title, I don't know. I certainly don't want to see Tyson Fury or Cain Velasquez as WWE champion. But we will see. We, 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 we will see what happens. I mean, it would make sense if Cain Velasquez did win, hence why he got his ass handed to him at Saudi Arabia. But I don't see it being Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar. As much as I would like to see it, I don't think it's going to happen. And I probably think that Bray Wyatt will lose his title at WrestleMania, would be my guess. I don't think he's the guy that we wanted him to be. Uh, not in terms of his performances, but in terms of how WWE sees him. Could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. That's just my gut. Right, I'm going to go look at the news headlines as always. Just, oh, I'm excited about this, actually. Goldberg being announced as the next guest for Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions. I watched The Undertaker interview. Just, I mean, it's an hour and 40, something like that. Just a really interesting chat. I didn't think it was as exposing as I believed it was going to be. It was just two guys chatting. It wasn't like, oh, then this happened on this day and that happened on that day. It was just Undertaker giving an insight into his wrestling career, his friendship with Steve Austin, how he views the wrestling industry. Just great. And if Goldberg's is going to be like that too and we have the same candidacy and the same openness and the same rapport, yeah, they're, they're onto something with that, the WWE Network. It was much better than the podcast. I like the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast on the network, but it was far more uh, goading, right? It was a bit more tense, a bit more friction. 
but this is just a good chat and that's kind of what I want for my podcast so yeah great I hope the Goldberg one is is the same absolutely just, just great <laughs> just just really really good so uh, I look forward to that John Moxie keeps talking about leaving WWE not his fault people keep asking him about it I'm officially done nicely hopefully Mauro Ronaldo is coming back to NXT this week again uh, there's a video up on the channel if you want to check that out please do we had a bit of a chat about it because I thought it was important and yeah, the other news is, of course, is that NXT did what, like 880,000 viewers and NXT and AEW only did 650. So for the second week running, second week running, I think second week running. Yeah, there was no gap in between. Uh, NXT beats AEW. I just think it makes that war more interesting. Again, I want all wrestling shows to do well. If I had my choice, 20 million people would watch every single one. But I don't really care who wins between NXT and AEW as long as we enjoy the shows. That's what matters to me. I, I, I like it from a statistical point of view. And I'm always intrigued when they come out. But yeah, I don't think that uh, I don't think that you. Some people get really caught up in it, right? Like, oh, I can't believe this doom and gloom, and it's like, ah, just let it happen, let it play out. They hire people to deal with that stuff because we don't have to, and that's good. My man Anthony Tagle in the super chat. Hey, T Dog here again. Yeah, that's caught on straight away. Uh, what is the one thing you want to achieve in your wrestling career, dude? I don't even know. Like, I've already been given so many opportunities that I feel so incredibly humbled by that even if it ended tomorrow, I would be devastated, but I feel like I would have, I've already overshot in a good way. You know, I want to get to April where I fly out to Florida to fight Sammy Callahan over WrestleMania weekend. That is, that is just dream town. Uh, but if we're looking at it more seriously, not the right word, I, there are some companies in England that I would like to wrestle for, and I would like to get to the point where I'm good enough that they reach um, the point where they think that I'm worthy of that booking. I just want to get better. Um, and yeah, I, I just want, I would just like, I just want to be able to get to 70 if I'm lucky to live that long and look back. And when I think about my, my wrestling journey, say I gave it everything that I could. And that was always the idea, right? Just that's how I, I don't want to get too much into life stuff, but that's how I treat all of my life. Like I've got this whole, as you know, if you watch my other stuff, this whole belief system in what failure is and that to me, failure doesn't exist. It's okay to fail. It sucks and it hurts. But, you know, you've got to deal with it. But failure usually comes after putting yourself in an uncomfortable position or trying or, you know, going after something you want. And, you know, the only real failure is not trying at all because then you never know. And I, I don't know about you, but me personally, I can't deal with those thoughts. I need to know that I gave something a go and I gave it everything. And if something doesn't work out, something doesn't work out. The cool thing about when things don't work out is your brain is quite good at telling you, look, that doesn't work out. Don't worry about it. But you've got to feed it that information to begin with. So as long as I attack it as best I can. And look, honestly, I'm not saying this makes me a good person. But in terms of that approach, I have been booked uh, pretty much Saturday, Sunday since I came back. What's that? May, whenever the hell it was from my shoulder injury. Again, doesn't make me a great person. Doesn't make me a great wrestler. But again, there's still some rhetoric out there that, oh, Miller's just a YouTuber that wanted to be a wrestler. Not the case at all. I'm busting my ass. I'm trying really hard. Doesn't mean that I deserve anything. You know, good things don't come from effort, but you should still try hard. It's important. My point is I'm taking it dead seriously. So whatever the end result is going to be, sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Carl Lincoln in Super Chat says, 19 days till Candle Week. <laughs> like it. Plans for holiday shows. Uh, as I'll, I'll do everything that I can. Uh, unfortunately, my family is incredibly disjointed. So that Christmas week, I will be driving all over the country. But yeah, I will, I will do my best to, to do as many shows as I can. Uh, I'll try and get ups and downs done as a priority. But it all depends, right? Christmas time is quite a... It's a good time, but it can be quite a stressful time with all the traveling. But whatever I can do, I can do. In terms of 
podcasts. They may take a back seat just for a week. But again, if I can do it to a high quality, I will. I don't want to try to record something in my phone. I tried that once before and there was a massive backlash, so we won't do that. Uh, Undead Epic in the Super Chat says, Do the AEW ratings take the fight TV and people watching it later into consideration? Mox did an interview with Chris Van... I can't really pronounce his last name again. Uh, Vleet, that's it. Chris Van Vleet and Inner Circle took um, uh, Being the Elite. Um, I think they do. I don't know, to be honest. I mean, the Wrestling Observer has that down. Whatever you think of Dave Meltzer, the man goes through those statistics like a crazy person, and I respect him for it. I would imagine that they probably do, yes. Maybe they don't, actually, because I guess it's a TNT rating. They'll certainly take the DVRs in because they have a three-day rating and a seven-day rating, so they have that information. But, I, yeah, they will do it. They're gonna take fight, no, they won't take Fight TV into the occasion because the, the only reason that networks care about ratings is adverts, right? They want live programming because if you're watching live, they know the adverts are going into your head. If you DVR it, be it three or seven days later, you're probably going to skip the ads unless you're getting around doing something, but even then you're not engaging with the advertising. So no, they won't take in Fight TV because I don't think that has ads. Well, it doesn't. I watch it on Fight TV. It doesn't. It doesn't have ads. And the DVR ones will probably go into the rating, but they won't count for much when it comes to a TV deal. I think I'm correct on that. But again, it's not something that I would suggest uh, that I know loads about. Uh, Aldous Thailand Super Chat says, suggested name for your finisher, ups and downs. That is the name of my finisher, Aldous. <laughs> <laughs> I would suggest you go watch some of my wrestling videos. I'm kidding. I'm joking. That is my finisher. That is my finisher. It's like a, a snap power slam. But it is called the ups and downs from day one. From day one. So, uh, yeah, that's out there. Again, you can watch. There's loads of wrestling matches. I don't understand the viewership on my wrestling matches. Some do amazing views and get me excited. And other ones just tank. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. But Google, uh, YouTube's a funny thing. Sometimes you get in the uh, you get in the back end and things go crazy. Not a euphemism. Sounds absolutely terrible. Um, I think that's everything that's been going on in the wrestling world. We've we've done Raw. Uh, you know, before we do wrap up, let me know what you thought about Raw this week. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Uh, again, I think it's one of these, it's the worst kind of show for me. I don't mean that overly negatively, but I mean it's not bad, it's not good, it's just there. I'd much prefer a right crap show that you can just laugh. I still got some laughs out of this, and obviously, you know, a really really good show is interesting. I'm intrigued to see what happens with AEW and NXT this week. I didn't think everyone said that they thought AEW last week was an awful show. I didn't. There were certainly some foibles. I didn't understand the the butcher and the blade segment. <laughs> really, oh, I was laughing. Who's that? Dunno. Okay. <laughs> I'll try and care. But again, you're allowed to make mistakes. It's all right. I think Ali being there was the weirdest one because we'd seen her on Dark and she was involved with the feud and now she's a bunny rabbit. <laughs> that is WWE stuff, that is. So funny. What are you now? Bunny. But then you had Omega versus Pac, which just just blew my head. I know this makes me sound like an asshole and you have to forgive me. But then you, uh, you, um, you, you know, I, I, sometimes I watch it through, again, I'm not saying I'm brilliant, but I watch it through a wrestler's eyes and I see the things they're doing. I'm like, these guys are so good. The way they move, the way they anticipate each other's movements, their timing, their pacing. I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. And Kenny Omega, well, both of them, there's no, they're, they're both as good to me. I think it's because I just watched Kenny Omega on Dark as well when he fought Jack Evans. Just his movement, the way he's, uh, Incredible, incredible stuff. And NXT is good too. Like a lot of people say that NXT is the better show. And look, it's, it's, that's like saying, you know, what do you want, pizza or ice cream? Give me either. I'm going to be happy, right? These, these are two awesome foods. I'm never going to get mad. I really need my phone because what I wanted to do, I, I, there's no point me 
I'll wrap up when I know that ups and downs is, is good to go. It should be there. I just check. We'll just check while we talk. Why the hell not? That's what live streaming is all about. Yeah, it is. It's going to debut in two minutes time. Perfect. The thumbnail is Lana getting arrested. That whole storyline was bizarre. Okay, on that note, uh, we will be back tomorrow with the gaming show, so make sure you do tune in. Uh, we'll be back with another episode on Thursday, so make sure you do tune in for the wrestling show. In the meantime, look, if you are on my YouTube channel right now, or if you're not, please do subscribe. I love seeing that number go up. I'm getting so close to that big 100K. I'd really appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. There's a link in the description if you are on YouTube. Anything, even a dollar. I can't tell you how much it helps me. Thank you. Simon Miller. Uh, .bigcartel.com is wrestling merch. Simon316 is my Instagram and my Twitter. I think that's all my stuff. Shout out to pinsandknuckles.com. Sponsor the show. They're also at pinsandknucklesmerch.com. QPR Forever in the Super Chat says, it was a pleasure meeting you Saturday. QPR Forever, it was a pleasure meeting you as well. You have no idea how awesome it is. And same to the guy earlier as well, too. To meet people that support me here, that are part of the community. And then I get to shake their hand and say thank you in person. It was awesome to meet you, QPR. Thank you for being a supporter. Thank you for coming to watch me wrestle. I know you weren't just there for me, but it was, it was still cool. So yeah, I loved it. I appreciate you. And Brandon Carvalho in the Super Chat says, is there any in-match dips you want to compete in? Well, it's happening. In what? Four months, basically. Four months. Me, Sammy Callahan. What culture deathmatch? Tables, ladders, chairs, barbed wire. Who knows what else? It's going down. And I'm not, I'm not, everyone's like, man, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm going to kick his ass. That's what I'm going to do. Just because he's a tough guy. Why can't I be a tough guy? Huh? Oh, man, you can't, you, I'll show you. I'll show you a different side of my personality. And then you go, oh, man, don't, don't mess with Miller. He'd kick your ass. To me, that is my WrestleMania. The irony being it's happening on WrestleMania weekend. But I'm going to show everybody. So it was one of the major reasons I'm sad that Defiant is dead. I really like to show, I'm not, again, still got loads to go, but I have improved. So I'm gonna do I'm, I'm gonna do a PWR instead. I'm gonna take a chair and I smash it over Sammy Callahan's head. And then people go, Millie, you know what you're doing. <laughs> right. Thank you so much as always. Again, make sure you head over to What Culture Wrestling right now for ups and downs for Raw. I'll be there in the live chat. Thank you to everybody who put money in the super chat today. I tell you, it comes out of that Google, whatever it's called thing, and it goes right back into allowing me to do stuff like this. Same with the Patreon, same with my merchandise money. I love you all. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You humble me. I'm sorry this episode is a little bit shorter than usual. Waiting for a cooker. I mean, that's the case. Waiting for a cooker. That's being old, people. <laughs> Remember that when you were a kid and you got hopes and dreams? And then here we are, sat on a Tuesday afternoon, you're like, well, I got to wait for an oven to be delivered. <laughs> it's all good. Love you loads. And I will speak to you tomorrow. Come do the gaming show. And then come do the, uh, the wrestling show again on Thursday. That is my plan. I'll see you then.